Hey, everybody, and welcome to Simply Social. My name is Kevin Shively, uh, head of content for Simply Measured, and I'm sitting alongside Lucy Hitz, content marketing manager for Simply Measured, recently promoted, is now our blog editor, running all sorts of stuff around here, doing amazing things. Lucy, what's going on? Feeling good, feeling strong. Went to an indoor row class this morning before work. I don't even know what that means. It's so athletic. What is what is indoor row? It's like those rowing machines. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just sit on one of those? Yeah, you just sit on it, Kevin. Nice. Or you die and your lungs want to fall out of your body. How much of the time did you spend trying to pick the perfect playlist or the perfect song? No, it's a class. They play it. How do you have a class with a rowing machine? Because there's like there's just somebody shouting plenty rowing machines and they're telling you like so what they to do. So they well, she's nice. She didn't. She doesn't shout at you, but she motivates you. And how do I get that job? That sounds great. Yeah, and they played. Rihanna. Do better. They played. You know that new song. Do that, but faster. Work, 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 work. Ba ba da ba 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 ba. They played that song. You were embarrassing yourself towards the end of it. And nice. it was really good. It really did you, helped. Did me get you motivated the, for your day? Are you excited to be alive? Yeah, I right feel now? really excited to be alive. No, you actually do kind of develop a superiority complex because, like, by the time I got home, mm-hmm. you know, my fiancé was still sleeping and it was 8 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> I've done so much so already. So much better than you? Yeah. I'm just, like, so fit and cool. Mm. And you're asleep. Yeah, <laughs> you're just asleep. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love you. Shout out, Ian. So let's be more positive. Okay. Uh, when you got home, I was trying to make a transition into the Facebook reactions. I just couldn't think of anything quick yeah. enough. When you got home, did you go did, on Facebook? Did you like that or did you ha-ha or yay that? Or so, did you heart it? It's love. Oh. It's love. Oh. But. <laughs> so today. T- today, Junior. Is the day after Facebook rolled out Facebook reactions. Uh-oh. You're getting a little a little aggressive here. Let's start this segment over. No. Are you just hype manning everything? I like I like where we were going Uh-oh. with that. I like yeah, I like the flow. Okay, okay. We're flowing. So, so yesterday Facebook <laughs> rolled out Facebook reactions, uh, alternatives to like. So when you hover over the like button, uh, it gives you the option to love, haha, yay, wow, sad, or angry emoji a status or post. Lucy, how do you feel about these? I really enjoy doing the heart one, like for my friends that are pregnant, and it's like really cute. Have you passively, aggressively used one yet? No. Where somebody said something and you purposely didn't love it? You just liked it? I'm from New York. We don't do passive aggressive. We do straight (laughs) up aggressive. Nice. Nice. So So you just post angry. Well, no. On Facebook, I tend to keep, just like feel the love on Facebook. So I don't Really get into, like, negativity there. You keep your negativity on Twitter. I save it for Twitter, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Snapchat sometimes. And and you. Yeah. Yeah, which I definitely uh, am on the receiving end of yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, Nice. So <laughs> You just said that in the most defeated <laughs> I sure <voice>. did. <laughs> uh, <sighs> anyway, go on. Life is a joke. Tell us anyway, more. Anyway, uh, so one of the things that I didn't love about this. I think it's great to have the option as a user, as a Facebook user. I love being able to express emotion without actually talking to people because that's the worst. Yeah. But also sometimes you don't have anything to say. You just want to express that you agree or disagree or don't like something. Yeah. So it's nice having those options. Uh, One of the things that I didn't like yesterday, 
that I would not have given the like or love or haha or your or yay button to mm-hmm. was that so many people were like, oh, this is going to be great for marketing. Marketers can learn so much from this and we should be measuring it. And I read constant blog posts yesterday about that. And the more I thought about it, the more I realize that these kind of things can be distractions for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wrote a post about this yesterday, but I, I don't think that we should jump right to measuring these right away. So they're another engagement metric. Engagement metrics are great. Sometimes they can be good KPIs for what's going on, but they're not success metrics. You're not going to get you're not going to get great sentiment analysis out of using these. You are not going to get a better understanding of your engagement by checking with these. It's not it's not meaningful engagement. They're not people who are visiting your website, you're not getting any tie to the business from this. Uh, And I think the way social marketing is going and marketing in general, we need to start focusing on those things more. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the metrics that are going to add actual business value as opposed to what's my engagement number this month. Right. Uh, That's that's not what advertisers are paying for. They're paying for impressions anyway. So I'm not sure what the focus on measuring these is is actually going to do. I heard a lot of people talking about how they will allow us to understand content performance better. And, you know, there may be some kind of a qualitative snapshot there. Yeah, I think qualitatively they'll be interesting to look at. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're a social media manager and you just see, wow, this one has gotten a lot of, like, angry faces. Or is that one of them? Yeah, yeah. but But, And and that'll prompt you to dig in more. Right. But I also think, especially for uh, media companies, it it's actually quite confusing, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you post, if you're Daily Beast and you post an article about Trump and a lot of people make the like, ugh, face or, you know, yeah, is it about your article yep. or is it about Trump? Right. You know, well, and there's, there's the people are sarcastic with these sometimes. Yeah. And then so if you have something that you get an overwhelmingly angry response to, what do you do with the information from those likes? Because some people might have just hit like. Yeah. Some people might have hit the love button, but it's because they were angry. It's yeah. they, they can be confusing. It's not as good as sentiment analysis of comments. Uh, but I get it from a monitoring standpoint. So yeah. from just like keeping an eye on them to make sure if you posted something that you're slightly concerned about, that you can then keep an eye on it. And if something does come up, you can dig in and actually look at your metrics. Yeah, I think it's qualitatively you know, interesting and mm-hmm. and and powerful for brands. But I think from a measurement perspective, you know, when you think about what your goals are on these networks, it's like, is it going to help you achieve them? Yeah. You know, it, it is, it just, I, I don't think it needs to be a part of your reporting. Right. Um, yeah. But I do think it is something that social media managers and marketers need to be paying attention to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, honestly, kudos to Facebook because any opportunity to make our interactions on social more meaningful and have more context mm-hmm. behind them is a good thing. Because also, I was thinking about this, actually. They do what these have done because I was just thinking in my own experience, deciding if I'm going to use one or not on a specific post. They do first of all, make you think more about how you feel about the piece of content, you know, because they are kind of so nuanced. You're like, so like or a heart, Mm -hmm. like when do I do either one of those things? And I found that more for not so much brand posts, but for, you know, my friends and stuff thinking about, oh, you know, my friend just posted they moved. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, what should I do? And I think getting you to contemplate a few extra seconds 
about how you're reacting to a piece of content on Facebook is so great for the pl- them. It's so great for Facebook as a platform because mm-hmm. you count up all those additional seconds people think take to think about like how they actually feel about a piece of content mm-hmm. and you're adding more time spent on the site, really. Yep. And you're also getting people to connect and interact with the content on the platform, branded or non-branded content, right. in a way that's just a little more thoughtful. Yeah. Which I think yeah. in this climate of, you know, long form coming back and um, they're just so be- – the the climate being so flooded mm-hmm. by content that you really have to stand out and all of that yeah. is really... Here, here's something interesting that happened to me last night is I went to... A friend posted a link that was about the GOP debate last night, which I don't know if you saw, but it was insane. I can't. Like, it was just... It was worse than any of the debates we've had so far, just shouting between Rubio Cruz and, and Trump, calling each other names and shouting and cutting each other off. It was ridiculous. But a friend posted a link about that, and it had a funny headline. And I went to heart or love or whatever you call it, the headline, and then thought, hold on, I should probably take a look at what's actually in this post. So I clicked through, and I read a full article because it made me think more by, mm. with, with those things. Interesting. Um, so I'll be interested to see if that, if that has any kind of lift for site traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, it's it's interesting how those little UX changes that uh, in the grand scheme of things don't seem like they will make a huge difference can shift our perception of how we interact with things. Yeah. Well, that is en- enough of Facebook reactions. Okay. What else do we got going on? Well, some Snapchat news. You know I love talking about Snapchat, mm-hmm. being on Snapchat, everything about Snapchat. Um, so these on-demand geofilters, hmm. did you hear about this? I did not. Oh, yes, I did. You can buy Very them now exciting. for $5. Mm-hmm. Anyone can buy them. So you design it, and then you pick a time, and you set a geofence, and then you buy it. You submit it, you know, for approval. Right. And then you have it reviewed within one business day, and then then you have your own geofilter. I think we're going to try to have one at South by Southwest. Nice. Probably be a lot of competition. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the geofence will have to be pretty small. Like, yeah. it'll have to be pretty isolated. Cause Within right, the location of your party or something Yeah, like that. yeah. Yeah. And, you, well, you pick a time, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can pick our, I think our coffee hour is at the hideout, and it's from 9 to noon, I mm-hmm. believe. And... You know, so we can say, we can set those parameters and say just between nine and noon and mm. just in this one coffee shop. We're taking over the whole coffee shop, I think. So, yeah. you know, but, um, and actually it probably won't be so hard mm. because we'll be on their Wi-Fi network. Yeah, that's true. Um, Something else interesting that Snapchat uh, did this week is launched a partnership with Nielsen mm. to help publishers specifically, because they partner with a lot of TV companies. So Comedy Central has original programming on Snapchat. CNN, all sorts of news outlets have Snapchat programming. Yeah. Discover Channel. Yeah. Uh, they partnered with Nielsen to help those publishers measure the performance of their advertising yeah. on the network. Yeah. Which is a good step. Uh, you know, S- Snapchat doesn't offer organic measurement. The uh, The partnership with Nielsen shows their 
their desire to help brands get better at what they're doing on Snapchat. And I think it's a great first step uh, to brands being able to measure what they're doing organically on Snapchat. Also interesting because, okay, so you think about these two things, two developments we just talked about in tandem. So we think about on-demand geofilters, $5 for people and businesses, right? Anyone can get these. You can do this for your own wedding, Um, you know, and anyone has $5, right? So this is targeting, like, any human being, like, uh, very, like, B2C almost, and then also small businesses, and then on a, you know, larger enterprise level going after becoming more attractive to brands with your development. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like they're hitting all sides. They're trying to hit like all ends, you know, the full range of the market, um, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What else we got on the, on the news docket today? Um, well, Foursquare, this is really interesting. I love this one. Yeah. So attribution is the word on every social marketer's lips these days. And um, Foursquare. As well it should be. Yes. And Foursquare just introduced attribution to measuring offline results. So. This uh, is a huge step for them. And this is a game changer because, you know, they're in a space that has become pretty crowded. Like a lot of people have this sort of geolocation technology now, you know, most platforms and do. And so it's left Foursquare in a position in recent memory that's kind of been like, well, what what's going to be their differentiator? Mm-hmm. And this attribution seems like it's going to be their differentiator. Well, and the, the great thing for Foursquare is they have years and years of building this first-party data. And they, they're doing it almost before anybody how else. How many times have you checked in on Foursquare yeah. over the last decade? Yeah. Hundreds. Mm-hmm. Everybody has. Yeah. We have people who check in here at Foursquare every day just to try to become the mayor. Yeah. And Foursquare is collecting that and learning everything they can about these users. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be... So they've now introduced location intelligence. That that's what they're calling it, and they want to become an ad platform for brands and use all that data that they've, you know, so like for such a long time um, collected. Mm-hmm. And they're calling this new product attribution. And so the beginnings of that offering were on display last fall in the company's prediction of iPhone sales based on foot traffic volume to Apple stores. And in their blog post yesterday, which uh, not yesterday but earlier this week, which announced attribution, um, their president discussed which Super Bowl advertisers saw increased foot traffic and location visits following their ads on TV, Hyundai, Taco Bell, and Red Lobster. Um, This is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, like, unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Because even before social media existed, companies were spending millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads and sort of creating their own metrics for it, Mm -hmm. like... We, you know, estimates and guesstimates, and this is, this is just next level. Well, and this is this is the way digital marketing has to go if it wants to be the powerhouse that it is right now yeah. and maintain that level of value. I think right now we're we're going off a lot of assumptions, and this is the next step of that is knowing what the impact of what you're doing uh, has, and mm-hmm. Foursquare being able to tie that to traditional media is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think back to my newspaper days when I was working in advertising. If our ad sales people could sell ads and talk about um, how that impacted some other channel or actual sales with actual numbers behind it, it would have been a completely different world. Yeah. Digital is giving us the opportunity to do 
opportunity to do that. Mobile is giving us the opportunity to do that. And as these types of technology become available, uh, marketers are going to be more and more empowered. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. It's such an exciting time. It is. It's a blast. I love working in this space. What a time. What a time. To be alive. What else we got? (laughs) Well, we really (laughs) put the kibosh on that. Yep. Um, So a little more Facebook news. Uh, I was reading, I was on Vox, and there's an article, Why Facebook is Making a Map of Every Building in the World. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So Facebook is making a map of every human-occupied building on Earth. Um, That's crazy. So it's part of their internet.org connectivity lab, which has, you know, been sort of their global initiative to bring Facebook and bring internet to the entire world. Um, and the group is tasked with using drones, satellites, and lasers to improve internet access in developing countries. Um, so the maps that, like, so the maps are kind of the maps that Facebook has been able to invest in and create are really the the best we have, like better than many government satellite maps. Um, and they're currently developing drones that be able to beam internet single signals down to remote areas without wireless That's access. That's so cool. Um, you know, this is pretty incredible. Facebook and its blog uh, that kind of delved into this said, we believe this data has many more impactful applications such as socioeconomic research and risk assessment for natural disasters. And this is also worth talking about because, um, or it's worth mentioning that Google also has been doing a lot mm-hmm. of this as mm-hmm. well. So they've been they've had this a similar initiative for years. Yeah. Um, and so this is I think this is a kind of a competitive space that Facebook is really and competitive in a great in. way too. Yeah. They're they're competitive in a very innovative way where they're trying to push the needle and yeah. really drive some innovation that's going to benefit a lot of yeah. people. Um, yeah, they're in it for profit. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. America, damn it. Okay, but. wow. <laughs> um, so that's really interesting. That is. And then, finally, I don't know if anyone read, but I wrote that social cinema post a few weeks back. I loved that post. Thank you. Um, my number one fan. Mm. And well, let's not get carried away. So just building off that, it was just announced, Instagram it just snagged an exclusive David Bowie miniseries. So it's a 16-episode miniseries. It'll kick off. Oh, kicked off yesterday. Kicked off Thursday. Mm. I haven't. I gotta watch it. Um, How long will the episodes be? They are. I mean, don't they have to be fifteen seconds? Isn't that the limit of so sixteen second mini ep- or no sixteen episode series? Interesting. Um, I would imagine that they still do, but I know Instagram is toying with the option of. Uh, longer video ads. Mm-hmm. So when it's when it's a paid post, it's gonna you can go as long as you want. Apparently, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have to watch it. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm really excited about it, and I just I think it's just one more kind of step in this direction, and um, also really timely, really well timed, because. You know, Bowie just passed away, and mm-hmm. I think the nature of social is that you kind of have to ride the wave while it's still in public memory and imagination, as kind of depressing as that is yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, it will not tell a li- literal linear narrative. It will be more kind of a visual interpretation of his lyrics and artwork. Which and I life. think you have to do in short format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you're you're not going to get a full making a murderer twelve episode documentary. No, but. no. It's more of sort of like a Im- immersive mm. art project. And that's of. it's you know fitting of Bowie's legacy yes. as well. So it's yeah. this is a good topic for them to cover. Totally. Yeah, so that's all I have, and I'm really excited to watch that. I'm mm. going to do that when we I had get a dream last night that somebody gave me an original VHS tape of Labyrinth, and I was super excited about it. I was also on a rollerblading trip, so mm. I'm not sure what any of that means. Yeah, I had a weird exciting. dream last night, too. Hmm. What yeah. was yours about? Oh, I lost my luggage, and then mm. my... Car got stolen. Ooh, and your dream then, was just bad. Mine was exciting. Yeah, no, mine Rollerblading sucked. and getting labyrinth. Yeah, and my friends left me. Bowie is the Goblin King. Are you I kidding was me? Suffocating. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's terrible. You should be worried about that. Yeah, I know. Maybe I need to like. It's wedding planning, is what that uh, yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Seriously, Shannon had nightmares when we were wedding yeah. planning for a long time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, on a happier note. Yeah. Guess uh, what? You're heading to South by Southwest. Yes. Nice. So l- let's talk about the next few weeks of the Simply Social podcast. We have some exciting guests coming up. So who- who's going to be on the podcast next week? Well, we're going to have Uri, our senior. Nope, that's two weeks. Oh, okay. You're going to edit this out, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to have Jeff Barrett uh, on the podcast. I'm really excited for that. That's next week. And then the week after that, we're going to have Uri, our senior director of marketing, and Jade, our brand marketing manager, on because... I will be going to South by Southwest with them. So we'll kind of nice. give the scoop on what we're excited about and what we'll be doing and where we'll be and all that. And very, very excited. Nice. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Uh, so look forward to that. We've got some some good topics. Uh, Jeff is an incredibly smart guy. You can read his latest post on the Simply Measured blog. And we're very excited to have him. Uh, and then this is actually our boss, Uri, the head of marketing for Simply Measured's mm-hmm. first time on Simply Social. Yeah. So it'll be exciting having him here. Uh, and we will talk to you soon. You can find me at Kevin Says Things everywhere. And I'm LL Hips. Perfect. Not everywhere. Not every well, Twitter. Okay. On, that's, in, on that's Instagram, stupid. I'm Lucy Hits Girl. It's a really stupid name. I was young and dumb. Was young. It was like Last two years year ago. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Back back in your youth yeah. when you were making bad choices. Yep. All right. Uh, and simply measured SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Do it. Get to the chopper. Google Plus, Pinterest. What? Quora. Okay, it's not true. Okay, ignore those last three things. They are true. We're on all of those places. Yeah, but not our podcast. No, I said simply measured. Oh. See you guys.